I think I think it's important to enjoy the times that you don't know necessarily. Um, people look for birthday parties. People look for pivotal things that are supposed to be, you know, important. And and I'll I won't, you know, because I well up easily. But it's this. It's the interaction. It's the talking, it's the, the hearing people's thoughts and taking the time to hear people's thoughts that you never ever would have thought that you would do. Um, and again, it, it, that's, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know? And, and so I, I do agree with you living in, in the moment because sometimes we rush things through so quickly because we have something to do the next day or God, it is nine o'clock and I should have gone to bed that you miss out on the opportunity of just being in the moment and, and taking everybody everybody in because we, we all know that it's, it's borrowed time. Turn it off a minute. I can edit this out. What am I saying? Say it, and then I'll say it. No, you already know what you're saying. I forget. No, you don't. Yeah, what's the verb? You're so full of shit. It's not even funny. I'm not kidding. This is all what? going on the podcast. No. What do I say? <laughs> what what's do, going on, oh, yeah, guys? There it is. Okay, I you said it too loud. I couldn't say it think again? of it for a second. What's going on, guys? There you go. This is Back Dylan. with silencing of stigma. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Okay, let's get started. You want to start another? You want to do it again? Yeah, Dylan, you want to do it? Couple practice rounds. Eh? I forgot. I literally forgot you that. You forgot that he says it every single time. I know, but I got him. We're only thirty something. I probably sound now. just like him. Mm-hmm. Just say it. No, I'm good. No, say it. <laughs> it sounded really good. Actually. Yeah, say it. Why? Just say it. No, I mean even the one you did. <laughs> All right, say. I'll say. It. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another podcast of silencing a stigma. Today we have my sister Michelle. Her fiance Lee, Michelle's been on our podcast before when we talked about the medium. Uh, this is Lee's first time here. Uh, we have Dylan here with us. We have Tori here. We have Chase here, and we have Austin here. What's up? What's up? Hello. <laughs> Hola. Hey there. So this to is a thrilled crowd. Let me tell you, <laughs> we just did all our talking. We just yeah, we just we had the podcast before the podcast. So actually tonight. It's going to be played. This is a Friday night. We're recording this. You can delete all that part there. But anyway, um, we just want to get started. So Austin and I were talking a few weeks ago about happiness. What's happiness? Um, Then I spoke to Dylan a little bit about it. And my sister called me Sunday, Sunday night. um, And she had some news that she wanted to share with me before it showed up on Facebook. Uh, She wanted to let me know what was going on in her life. Um, So I'm going to let her tell you what she did, what decision she made. So I had been with a company for going on 22 years, uh, doing quality work, started there um, as a janitor, as a matter of fact, and um, was asked uh, by people that were there, you know, hey, do you want to work here? And I was like, no, I really don't want to work here. And they're like, come on, you can do this. So I went from being the janitor of the company to working on the inspection line over the years uh, through training and, hey, can you fill in here, this or that. 
um, ended up going through the company to uh, problem solving, um, green belt, black belt certification. So tell us what that is for those people who don't know. They're thinking you're now karate. I am dangerous. <laughs> I, I am dangerous. Dangerous but, but, <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, she learned karate while she was there. <laughs> Hong Kong Fui. But um, it's actually a, a method of problem solving. Um, it, they call it demeg, which just to keep it brief, it, it, it's just a certain uh, method that you follow to solve problems. And it's actually pretty cool because it, you can use it in your life. It's, it's just uh, a problem solving method that's really kind of, sought after not so much anymore it's kind of going away but it's uh for lean certification and and things such as that in a business for continuous improvement so it, it at the time i had gotten it because it was a customer requirement so it wasn't anything i sought out uh, we had gotten a contract with a customer and through that we had to have uh, people certified and the thought is is if you save money then the customer saves money so really a lot of my work was um, opportunities that were presented to me that I kind of was able to use later and 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 grow and so as as you'll hear depending on where where this goes um, opportunities and things that you feel aren't necessarily um, what you would go for or, or what your responsibility is if you make the most out of that then it might come back to serve you for the good later on and and so honestly through the 20 years that's what i continued to do as things were asked of me i kind of stepped up and and took on new roles learned new things uh, we had two uh, buyouts in the last five years so we went from a small town 80 year uh, old company to global to um with wabco and then we just recently got bought out uh, from bendix which is uh, global as well too so went through those things, went through four bosses in the last three years. So a lot of changes, and changes can be good. Um, but it, it got to the point where um, my heart wasn't in it. I feel that my job is a representation of me as a person. So whether or not I was a janitor or whether or not I was uh, uh, an inspector or whether or not I was in the office, it all was the same to me. Um, you, you are a reflection. Your work is a reflection of you as a person. Right. So kind of already went off on a side <laughs> tangent there. But, um, but that's true. But, but the point was that I was there for 20 years. Um, and recently, uh, through some of the changes, uh, we had some management changes, people leaving. Uh, I was told that I would be doing a new task. And it sounds silly, but to be being told versus asked was difficult for me. Um, throughout the whole time there, I was asked to do a lot of things that I know wasn't a choice, but it still felt better because it felt like, you know, I could agree to it. Yeah. Um, but understanding that, yes, if someone says this is your job and what you're going to be doing, that's what you do as well. Um, so I was told that I was going to be taking the position over um, for someone that had left. And so at first, you know, you, you're kind of looking at it as for opportunities to, to say, okay, how can I help? How can I make this better? And only to find out that 
the expectations were, yes, take on that new position, but keep some of what you were doing and also take on even more than the person who was having that position because that's what was expected of me. And it got, it got overwhelming for me. And in all fairness, it affected my relationship at home. Uh, we would have lunch every day for eight years, every day. And, and Lee brought the ketchup for the French fries. <laughs> right. And, and I'll tell you, you don't know it when you're in it, when you're the one who's venting and you have someone who's listening to you. But I would literally go there and cry and be angry through lunch for 20 minutes of it, half hour of it. And he can listen and he can support me. But really what it came down to was I made him miserable. So now it's affecting my home. It's affecting the person that I bounce off of. So we stopped having lunch. And, and that was a good thing. Um, I think it made us appreciate it. Let me get over things. I wasn't, it wasn't live. I wasn't coming out of work and, you know, just my reaction. But that wasn't the only reason we stopped having lunch. A lot of it, too, was because you were overworked. And you couldn't find the time to have lunch anymore. And that, True. that was contributing to your misery. True. True. I mean, uh, we were doing a new project. And I'm one of those people that I will be there 150%. If it's something that somebody needs, I will be there. No, no questions. Um, but when you're the only person showing up all the time, sometimes that gets tiresome. And so for the first time in 20-some years... I reached back out and said, I don't think this is what I should be doing. I don't think I should have to do this. And it was told uh, to me that I'm not being a team player. And so that was hurtful. That was hurtful to me because anybody that knows me there knows that I, I would do anything for, for anyone. And this was all through an email. Um, that's the other hurtful part that I didn't even have the respect for being there 20 years to have someone sit down with me at a table and say, Hey, you've been here a long time. Wait a minute. Something's going on here. You've never, you've never had issues. So this was all through an email and I basically attached uh, human resources. And I said, I've been on a team of one for three years with no coaching and that the expectations for me are different than they are for anyone else. And just because I am dependable, just because in my mind, my, I, am a reflection, my work is a reflection of me, you know I'm going to come through, but is that fair? And so I started looking online for jobs, and this job spoke to me. Um, it, was, it was nice because it didn't have a bunch of acronyms. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it seriously, it said stuff like, do you like getting your hands dirty? Do you like helping? Um, what were some of the other things? Are you curious? You know, and I was like, Lee was sitting there. I'm like, that's me. That's me. That's me. And didn't have a resume and didn't even know where to really begin with one. And they walked you through it. They asked me questions. What do you have? Blah, blah, blah. And I looked at him and he said, push the button. Okay. <laughs> push the button. And that was the first week of February. And here we are uh, with um, an interview. One of the things you had to do were three questions two minutes each recorded. You did not know what the question was going to be and you had to call this number. And if you didn't like it, you could hit the pound key and it would let you record it, but you couldn't hang up. 
Okay. <laughs> so I think the first question was what motivates you outside of salary? What, what would have you here? And I kid you not, I had a notebook with pages of questions that they might ask so that I thought I could be prepared. And here I am, and I'm like, uh, and hit record. Six times at least. <laughs> One time I didn't even get it out. I just was like, uh, and hit the button. But they still saw me. They still wanted to see me, and I went in for a personal interview. I'm just wondering if they see how many times somebody hits the I button. I asked them that. Oh. I did. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I did. I asked them that, and I and um, and it was a it was a great experience, and happy to say that I accepted the job um, last this past Monday. Left my current job, and will be starting there um, March eighth. So congratulations! I'm so proud of her. I asked her to do this podcast because how many people that started listening to this podcast are in the same position? Yeah. Not even 20 years, maybe Mm -hmm. even five or six years. And everybody's afraid all this depression and thing that's going on. And people are afraid to take and, and make something of themselves. It's fear of the, of the change. I mean, it it got to a point for me that I was more stressed and afraid of, of what I knew I had to do than the unknown of what could happen getting, getting out of there. And, and that's where I was. It, it, I was ready for what I didn't know than knowing what I was going into every day. And, you know, we were talking earlier before this, um, a job can be, a job can be, um, what you do so you can live your hobbies, vacations, boats, whatever you find to, to, uh, spend your time, but you're there a long time and you gotta like it. You gotta, you gotta have, that passion. I told my company I would leave before I stopped caring. And that's really hard when you go in with that mentality and you're there that long, you become family friends. I knew who I was affecting when I left, who was going to be picking up. And that's not a good feeling, but at the same time knew for, for my life, that's what I had to do. Um, and, and again, like Kath said, you feel pigeonholed. I didn't have a college education. I really thought that I could only know my knowledge of the processes. That's not true. It's, it's, it's the whole, um, processes of understanding the processes. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, um, things that I learned that I never thought I would learn or, or can't imagine, um, public speaking, you know, things such as that that all those opportunities, whether they were, should have been or could have been my job, you embrace them because it could come back later to be something that helps you. Um, so so I, 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 I'm torn with leaving. It, 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 it was a depressing week <laughs> in all seriousness. I was crying, I was angry. I was angry that I felt the company let me go when, when they could have somehow uh, through treatment, you know, just, uh, just, uh, the respect of a conversation could have kept you. Yeah. Um, but you're never too old. You're never too old and life is too short to keep going into a place that makes your heart or your chest tight when you walk in the door. Um, so I, I can't say that enough. I, I felt bad for the people that I did leave because they all do feel trapped. And, and I, they probably thought, 
you know, if work would have heard me, they probably would have said, get her out of here because <laughs> I went to certain people and I'm like, this isn't it. There's a life out there. I stayed for the longest time because a, a, a person that I really trusted his opinion, he was there from day one with me said, it's the same shit. The grass isn't greener. The grass isn't greener on the other side. But you know what? Sometimes you need newer shit. Mm. And, and that's, that's where I was. I was really pigeonholed with the idea that who's going to want someone without a college education? Um, who's going to want to take that, that chance? And people are the same everywhere. You know, you're going to have this Joe Schmo that doesn't like to work or Sally Sue who's, you know, always dramatic. You're going to have that any place that you go. Mm -hmm. But when you've had your fill at one place that it's affecting your life negatively, you have to take that risk. It's worth that risk to take that next step. So you were there for 20 years, you said? Going on 22. 22 years. When did you start seeing the, the bad <laughs> side? Like, when did you start? It's always been. So from day one? Uh, I would say probably five years into it. And that's, that's simply what I was saying earlier. Um, I started as an inspector. And then it would be... Uh, Joe didn't show up. Could you go do Joe's job? Well, why do I got to do Joe's job? Why can't the manager do Joe's job? Yeah. But Michelle went and did Joe's job. Okay, now I know Joe's job. Then it was Barb's job. And at the time, you're disgruntled. It's like, well, why, why am I the only one? But at the same time, then, then I became a lead because then I knew everyone's job. So at the time, it didn't feel fair. Do you think they did it because they could rely on you? Yes, yes, but there were people that should have been pulled up to that same expectation. And that's the only thing that I, I, I see uh, through the years is, did I benefit from it? Absolutely, but that's through my own benefit. Right. The same people that should have done what they um, should have done then are still people there that are coasting. And that was some of the anger that I had. Why couldn't I coast? Why couldn't I, and one, I couldn't do it because of myself, Yeah. you know, I, just, just my ethic. I couldn't do it. But on the other side of me, I was like, you know, it was, it's expected of me, you know, other people. Yeah. It's just so-and-so. Cause we know, you know we want to get something done. We're going to ask Michelle and, and that's a privilege. That's great. It's a, it's a compliment, but it's also, um, uh, it, it's not fair when it comes right down to, um, job qualifications, uh, salaries and things such as that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Listen, you talk about this. It, I can relate so much in construction and I, I think of the same way with the guys at work. I'll, I'll be the one that has to step up. Like for instance, my foreman, he would leave or go on vacation and they would, they would point to me right away because they know like I, I'm a visual learner. So I'll watch and, and learn and, and, and ask. My, questions yeah. yep yep and then my the my superintendent boss was like you you just do everything like you know or already know how and it's like i just watch and learn it's right basically what i do but yeah they they assume that you can do a job so they always pick you first yep and that's a compliment but at the same time then it becomes accepted it's no longer uh you stepped up yeah. it's uh you're not stepping up and and so and and those we appreciate it 
don't come out anymore. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's an automatic assumption that that's just what you're, you're expected to do. We joke around at work all the time and, uh, They'll be like, go do this. And I'm like, I'm not doing that because if they know I can do that, they're going to ask me to yep. do it every single time. And how sad is that? But that's we the honest, it's the it, truth. It's a joke at work. Yep. And we the have more same, you know, the more that, the worse it is. That's a joke in construction. Yeah, but it's true. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to go do a crappy job because I don't want to do it again. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's in but, any job. But there's people that do that. There's people that do that. So that they're never asked to do anything. And then yeah. and like, they're kept. And then people But then like they you. bitch that they're, they're not doing anything. That's the problem. That's that's the problem. Is is I don't know how how people can be put uh, accountable or held to the same things. Is it why is it okay that you know he doesn't know how or doesn't do that job well? You know, someone should be coming in and 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 training and or putting you all to that same level so that uh, you know. But there's no training. Right, well, that's and also that's, another thing. Instruction. I, I just saw it the other day. You need like we need people that are stepping up and saying, "Hey, this your way might work, but this is the proper way. This this way is going to help you out better. It's going to be easier." Well, it's a, a lot of things are standard work. Yeah. And and what that does is to your point, it makes it someone's decided way of doing things. Period. We, and you hope everyone's involved with that discussion so that you can have all the good because everybody's got good opinions, but that's not necessarily saying that that's the best way to do it, but as a, if a company agrees, then that's the way it should be, period. And then you don't have people going, well, I know because I did it this way. You know, it, it is that way. So that's that's frustrating. It comes down to people not caring also. Yep. They're there just to do their job and get the paycheck and go home. They don't care what happens. They just do what they're told and that's it. And they, see, that's the other side. They, they have the, they, they can say that because they're working for somebody. It has nothing to do with them. Correct. So you see the other side of it? Like it's not their business. It's not, it's their, not their business. So why are you expecting them to do a certain thing? So I see both sides of it. Sure. Sure. But see, if you're like me, which our family is very similar in that, again, yeah. it's a reflection of yourself. Right. You're not gonna go home just because you could have doing a half assed job because you know that's you that you're going home with. But some people don't care because exactly. they're going home and they're doing what they want to do, their passion in life. So they don't they're just going through it for the money but like you said. Think about this. Are they going home to a passion because if they're lazy at work or they don't care at work, do they care about anything? They just need the money. You know, and and is it to do something that's their passion or is it to pay a bill? Is it to just exist? And I, I, you know, there's a stigma and, and, and because that's the name of the show, I don't want to say that, but there again, your work is a reflection of you. And so if you're passionate at work and you're working hard, you're working hard at home. Mm -hmm. You're driving to continue to someone who is at work and is spending more time not to work and, and trying to get out of stuff. I got to think that that's probably trickling with them at, at home as well too. And, and you can change that. You can always take a look at that and, and, and maybe certainly not saying, you know, to someone that, that would feel that way to have them think, wow, that that's, that's think of that. Because if someone would have met me 20 years ago, I wasn't the same person that I'm, I am today. My work ethic probably wasn't the same as it, it was, it is today. Mm -hmm. So so this conversation is kind of good for everyone to hear because maybe they aren't thinking that that's the perceived uh, thought that they have. I've worked with people where they're like, you know, hey, 
It all pays the same. That's one thing that goes through me like a knife. This one guy. I get paid even, by the hour. Even when I left, even when I left, he laughed and said to me, "It all pays the same." And he's right. And but I never had that ability to to shut it down and just give him that level. I tried to beat that into her. Just go to work. It's a job. Leave it at five o'clock. Leave it there, and and it all pays the same. Whether they're asking you to do something that's heinous or not do it you know you don't have to give it your all yeah it's all gonna pay you the same she couldn't do it she i can't even do think it. of it like we're that. like that a lot I'm, yep. getting, I'm getting paid right now less than what apprentices are coming out and i've been there for eight years and they're graduating four years making more than me whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. With, i don't want to hear that because you've had options to take higher now, pay. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a different thing though that's a whole conversation but you had options because they, they asked me multiple times if I want to step up, but I see how these people above me are getting treated. Correct. And I hear all the bullshit trickles down to me because for some odd reason, I'm put in these situations where I hear all this stuff. So it's like, is that, and I know what they're they're making. So is, is that really worth my time and my energy for that to, to be put in that position and have to deal with all these people? Because a lot of these people in, in our business right now, the superintendents that run the job, are not knowledgeable because they come out of school and they think they know what they're talking about and they don't. But they don't have the practical application. They've never been the, out in the field. They right. never did the things that we did. Like they're, we literally they're had a guy. Smart, yeah. But, but not, yeah. We literally had a guy come out and he, he was on the phone with the concrete company and was like, and he pointed the phone to me and he's like, what, what's this guy saying? Now he was asking for what the slump of the concrete wanted. And I was like, I told him, I was like, really? You're a superintendent. You're running this job. You don't even know what that is. <laughs> like it's unbelievable to me. But but just hearing you say that sounds like me. Sounds like me with the whole. Um, I took it upon myself when jobs were given to me to learn what was being asked. Um, picked up books, read about them. Mm-hmm. I did it because I thought that. That's what they were asking me to do. If you're going to ask me to do something, I want to know what I'm doing. Right. Would it have been better for me to say I haven't been trained? Someone else needs to. That never was something in my mind. Where I'm going with that with you is um, administration or, or working with people is not fun at all. Kath deals with that more than anybody. So I agree with your point of not wanting to step up to manage people you like to do the job itself i literally do the job go home not have to think about anything and so that's that's the way that's that to me would be the way that i would have liked to have gone just just and that's what i said to lee can i just go in worry about myself do what i want to do and go home because i know the quality and i'm not saying i don't make mistakes but i know what i'm doing i can't i don't know what sally sue's doing and and you know i didn't want to know what sally sue's doing Mm-hmm. And, but to Dylan's point, that's a choice that now you're stuck with because until you decide, you could change that. If you stepped up, you could what? change all the stuff I just said. Yes. The lack of leadership, lack of communication. Yes. All that. Yes. I, and I thought about that. If you were given the tools to do so if the company would support that and that's where you would know my company didn't have that support that if I drove that change that I would be able to have people follow that change 
it's not there then that's a problem that that's that's a problem you would be fighting an even bigger battle and but don't you look at that as a challenge if, if that's if you can find me, success if that's put in front of me i'm i'm gonna make this work i don't know how i'm gonna make it work i'm gonna drive myself but not everybody wants that challenge work. though but True. that if it's achievable i mean if if it's going to require that he needs people trained and he needs people to go and, and the company's saying no i'm not doing that i'm not giving money towards that now he's fighting a battle that that's not going to happen that's almost something that you would have to talk to like the higher ups about and be like look if i'm going to take this position things are going to change and you're going to listen to me and you're going to listen to my ideas and we're going to just do it so you're going to have to have commitment from yeah, your you, upper manager austin's shaking his head though no because he knows it's not going to happen dude he I know knows the, what's I know above the company him. I, i've seen it and this my, is really there's, negative. There's people. too, I'm just there's too no. many, there's too <laughs> well, many employees and too many d- different types of people there that you're never gonna get that because they're so, they're such a big company. And turnover, I got to imagine, is rampant. I mean, I don't know how many people that you have in the positions that they have that they can start to develop and understand certain we have procedures. A handful of guys that has they have been in that position for a while. But then again, it's like, are they quality? Do they know? Are they educated on what they're doing? Would you say that you have a lot of different procedures that um, requires on-the-spot thinking? Or are they things that you could say, listen, we can train 70% of what this stuff is, and then the rest is on-the-spot on the thinking? Where I'm going with that is sometimes you can't train for something that you have to have changing minutes of the day. But if pouring concrete is 70% the same every time, you you want to put the boards in a certain way, you want to make sure this is done a certain way, then that's achievable. Mm -hmm. If you have to teach 12 different techniques based on the, you know, then, then it gets a little bit harder. But that to me seems achievable if, if it's repetitive correct but see that's the thing that we get in conflict with with our employees is we they we separate groups of people because some people may think one way is the right way of doing it and the other people might think no that's wrong that's stupid let's do it this way so you, you start butting heads with people and then they're like well we're not going to do that because we're not going to do we're not going to help them because they're going to do it that way that's dumb like why why would we go help them do that so everybody's feeding in their own ideas and stuff. So that it's, I don't know. It sounds like a lack of leadership. Yeah. It's a very, there's a lot of lack of leadership. Where's the superintendent or like whoever's in charge of the job site saying, doing, no, this is the way we're going to do I it. I can go on and on so and on about this. you need to do it then. Step up and be that person. But there's nobody there to, to back support me up or, or support it. Right. I mean, if he's going to stand there and say, this is how I do it. This is how it should be done. And they're going to go, screw you, and do it their way anyway and not have support from management to say that this is the way it's going to be, then then you are fighting something that, that's just not you know going to happen. Now, back to the whole discussion of your happiness. You control a limited, you know, we can't control the weather. We can't control certain things. But there's certain things that you can control, and that is what you're willing to put up with and for how long and what's a reasonable um, end to it. So if you're in that spiral where you know what you think should be done 
but you know that it can't be done, but you're going in there every day, which sounds similar to me to just mayhem of people just doing what they want. And you're being asked to step up in, in critical times, then you, you would have to start to think, what's my next step? And that doesn't mean not there. That means what can I control? How can I control that circumstance? One of them is, do I step up and take leadership? Do I, do I take that, that next step? The other is when someone says, Hey, uh, we need you to do this, this, and this say, maybe we should have someone else trained to do this or, or kind of delegate your knowledge. Or, uh, one thing that I'm a big fan of is training people yourself. That's the thing that we lack in our, our company. The people like you gotta understand these people are going to be replaced one day. Sure. So who are you going to replace them with? Obviously, the people that are working underneath them. Right. But where's the training? There's no training. There's nobody to say, hey, this is how this is done, this is done, this is done, this is done. So you, when you get up there and they retire or quit or whatever, it's the same. you can't replace their shoes. No, it's watered down. Yeah. So Even it's like, more so. So what do you do when you started? What happened? What was your first day? <laughs> Got on, the wrong van. got on the wrong van, went to the wrong job. Yeah. <laughs> right there, should have told you. <laughs> no, what do you mean? Like, when your first physical, your first concrete job, for example, did anyone say, This is how you frame this? I, I tip, typically for me, I pick up on what people are doing. So I'll watch, mm-hmm. but I see where you're going with that. Like, my first day when I didn't, I had some background knowledge on some of this stuff because of my last job mm-hmm. but not on the, the scale that it was we were doing it mm-hmm. so like carpentry i i knew how to use tape there's some guys that come into the construction don't know how to read a tape measure they have, literally have to get tapes with a which is okay sure you can learn absolutely it's a start you can learn but yeah I, but do they train you that do they train you how to read a measuring tape it's almost like you should know because like when they hire you, they ask you kind of questions okay. like, have you ever done qualifications. this before? Yeah. Like, have you done this before? So are you feeling that they're not answering the questions honestly? I mean, they if- probably are. There's just, like I said, there's so many people in Kinsley construction. It's insane. And the schooling, it's different because I went through the schooling instead of being hired straight on as gotcha. an employee. So the schooling actually teaches you carpenter stuff too. So they'll teach you all that kind of stuff. What if you, understanding where I was at, it, it was kind of a, a circle. Um, we wouldn't train people because you didn't want to invest money in for someone that's going to leave. But people left because they weren't trained and didn't know their job. So there has to be a certain introductory training with, with this. Whether it's a person that follows another group around. But something that you said kind of made me think. You already knew because you had an idea from another job and you put that against 10 other people who had 10 jobs somewhere else that did something similar. Mm -hmm. If they don't get everybody together on that same page, that creates what you're running into. And I'm surprised that they don't do and, and have you suggested ever that they do some kind of concrete 101. They do. They do in the school. But, but but not for general hires. Not not general for people labels. that are just hired on. Not that I know of. They just they're hire just, you on. But then again, it's based off of what your knowledge is. So you would assume that they will know what they're doing. But to your point, is a standard. It's yeah. anybody can go in and say, "I know how to lay concrete," yeah. and they could. But it might not be 
the standard way that makes sense to everyone. So I, I'm surprised that they don't kind of rein that in a little bit that everybody's on that same page because you are creating mayhem. You're mm -hmm. putting 10 guys together that think they know the quickest way and it all might be a legitimate thought. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to bring that together, that might be another direction that you could go in. Dylan said, it's just a big company. You're just another number. Basically what you are when you come down that's to it. That's why I stick with smaller companies. And that's the, that's the thing. Like you were saying how you put so much effort in your job and you were so disappointed at the end. Yeah. And Lee said, just go there. It's your job. Like I'm the same. I go, I literally tell the guys, I'm not here to make friends. True. This is my job. I get paid to do this and that's it. I want to go home. Don't have to worry about it. But do you go to work? And, and like I said, if, if, if you're going to work to have income to do what you enjoy doing and you can still do that and not have work be negative, then I'd say, okay. But if you're still going in dreading, you're still going in stressed out, not knowing what's going to happen. There's people that might be listening to this and, and I hope hopefully would not offend them. There are people that I literally would walk into my office and say, don't sit down. You don't want to be here. Before I took my coat off, how do you even begin to have a positive day <laughs> if the minute you walk in there, it is doom and gloom, and, and if that's how you feel, it's not healthy. If you can go in... And You're you saying can, someone said that to you. Oh, it's every day. It was every day. I, I worked with three other people pre-COVID times in my office, and it was, oh, wait till you hear this. You aren't going to want to sit down. And your heart just sinks, you know, and, and if you're going into that, regardless, if you just do your job and come home, if you still have that feeling, then you're not just doing your job and coming home, you know, you're, you're, I block all that out. And if you can, and that's successful, then that's good. But are you truly I, blocking? Yeah, it out? I can, I can manage it. How often do you hear me bitch about my job? No, I don't. I don't hear you. And I'm thinking about the times that me and dad used to come home and you kids would be shut up. Why are you bitching about time. work? Like all the time. And, and you have to think about it. And, and it's frustrating. But, but to Michelle's point, can you come home from work and truly be happy with your life knowing that tomorrow I have to go back? Okay, the Friday biggest nights, thing for me... Friday nights, are you happy? Like, Friday nights, I don't have to work for two days. If you start feeling sick Sunday afternoon because you got to go back to work the next day, that's why Michelle's here today. Like, kudos to her. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. literally went and said, I had enough of this. It's affecting my entire life. It's affecting my relationships. It's, reflect it's, it's affecting everything. I'm going to give some of that up because my happiness is more important. And I encourage that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pushed really hard to take less money for a better situation. Yeah. I was perfectly fine with that. Because she needed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can leave it at work. You might not talk about it, but then you're internalizing it. Uh, absolutely. Now, and, and, but I'm not saying you're a miserable person. No, no, I'm no. I'm just saying you can't always just leave it at work. I mean, Dylan, do you? Do you leave work at work? Uh, can't really say that because I like I'm apparently in charge of where I'm at, so I'm constantly thinking about the next day. Like, what do I gotta do? I'm always thinking. Yeah. Because you have responsibility. Yeah, I have responsibility. You like, have to tell I gotta guys make what to sure. Do. I gotta, gotta make sure I have all the material there that we need. Like, I ask the guys every day before I leave. I'm like, what do we need for tomorrow? Like, I'll go this get is it. a position I don't want. 
Well, but I don't want it either. And you can why, ask. That's you can why ask my boss up. about so it. So now my he question says though, that he pushed it on me, and I told him, "No, I'm so not my, doing it." But are you, I am. wait till you go salary. Are you? I'm are not you, ever going to be salary. <laughs> are oh, you yeah. the supervisor that you think Austin would want? Am I? Yes. Or do you find wait, that your so hands so are tied? So, so you're saying management and and higher up leadership. isn't supported leadership. Do you feel that you're able to give your guys the tools and standard work that they aren't going in every day struggling and making decisions that they shouldn't be? Do you, are you able to create? For the- example, if I'm your employee, okay. Now nah, I just lost my train of thought. So you're saying he would be. He would be who who comes who in and, and and gets and gets your mayhem under control. Is is does he feel he gives his people standard work, the tools to do like, what they're doing and guidance, or do you feel there's certain things that everybody's good at? They all have their their perks, I guess right. you would say, and and we all know mm-hmm. who does what. Like we have a guy that's really good at excavating. He's mm-hmm. always on the excavator at any job there is. So mm-hmm. we we make it we plan it out so he's doing that. Like, I'm always trying to think one step ahead. Like, what could this guy do next after he's done with this that he's decent at? Is he an excavator? Is that what he came in to do? He doesn't know because he's never excavated himself. Yeah, I don't know. From what he sees, he is an excavator. Yeah, he he does good. So where I'm going with that is... You think he does good. Could you be pigeonholing him... Kind of like me, where just because he's good at it and he might want to do something else, or is he happy doing? He's that? happy doing that. Then that's I that's what I'm saying. So, so you have that conversation. That. So that's th- important. That that's where our company lacks. We don't have that relationship with our leaders. Right. So, Here's so they the know thing. What to we're develop thinking. the people that are better at certain. There's things. only four guys that I work with. That's right. it. So you can have that personal relationship. I, can, I'm, I have a personal relationship with every single one of them. That's good. That's our leadership. We Easy. don't have that. Four guys. You're so, talking about hundreds and hundreds of... Yeah. So, Austin, it sounds like you actually need to step up at this point. The way I'm talking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because so I know what make, needs to be needed. Yeah, exactly. So I just told the start. guys this last week, I said, sometimes I wish I was a boss because some of this shit we do is so stupid, it's not even funny, and I don't know why I'm doing it. It's all going to depend on how a business wants to succeed. There's a difference between managing people and actually being involved, and that's a gap that I saw where we were... Um, it amazed me every process and what went into it and he cared and he could talk that mm-hmm. there's people that ma- come in that manage people because they're assuming that those people have that knowledge. So they don't need to know how a piston's made. They don't need to know that. They just need to know that Joe's there to make a piston. And I feel that that's a huge gap because, um, one of the things that they'll, they'll throw out there is Gemba and that means management all the way up to the president should be doing at least once a week a walkthrough through the company. You're talking to the people, you're hearing probably gripes, but you need to, um, and you learn the process. I am so amazed that with a company with, with that name would not take interest enough to step into something to make it the best that it can be. I mean, that really does surprise me um, that if you were to go in and say, listen, this is uh, what you're asking for us to do. To do that, we should do this, this, and this. And not that you know the exact way. I'm saying even have that team that to talk to management. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that they would not take that as a uh, as something that would 
makes sense for the company. Like you just said, this doesn't make sense. Some people um, come with the mentality, it's because I said so, where I'm not like that. I think if people know why. That's an insecurity. Yeah, if people know why you're doing what you're doing, or you include them in that conversation, then they buy into that. And now they're not gonna complain because you just sat here and asked me my opinion and we all collectively agreed that that's what we're gonna do. I cannot believe a company would not do that, that they're okay with just having people go out there frustrated, handing and phones. I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. It, it may be better in different com- like areas of our company, right. but because right. it's so big, but I'm just talking like basically I, my, it affects my you. experience. So, so it all comes down to communication. So I'm a leader. And oh, I always, here we go. No, I always <laughs> say a leadership team works for their team. A the team, boss works a for your team. team does not work for the leadership team and there could be multiple leadership so in your in your situations all these people that are not training who don't come to work your your supervisors that don't come to work happy and wanting to help you they're basically in the same spot you are they don't want to be there if you don't want to be there it reflects on your team it reflects on everybody that you work with and that's my point if you don't want to be there you're never going to make it work. So you got you got to look for the happiness or you got to change something or you got to move on because life is short. I always say, I even say this about my work, I care too much. Yes. Well, so do I. That's your problem. Other people above you don't care at all. So you're sitting there struggling. You're doing your work 100%, 110% of the way it should be done. And there's people above you and around you that don't give one crap about you and what you're doing. They're going to do it their way. How's that going to get you anywhere? It's not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to frustrate you because you're going to look around you and be like, I'm doing so much better work than that guy. And he's probably getting paid more than me. Or, But I'm learning not to do that because it only harms me. So if I can go to my, my job and, and guys make fun of me all the time because I work by myself. Which I don't mind because I, I love working by myself. That's what I'm saying because you don't have to deal with anybody. You do things your way. You don't have to worry about anybody say. But then again, there's always a positive having someone there with you, even if it is an apprentice. Like I, I enjoy teaching other kids. I really do. I enjoy teaching them how to do certain things. And I, I'm the one that sits there and listens to their ideas as well. I'm not the one to shut them down. Like, and that's why I hate. I, I personally don't like training people. The yeah, guys, I, I like training guys that are new. Like I can. Teach I don't them. like training so, people at all in general. So have you... Because in my mind, I have a problem. In my mind, it's my way. And if it's not done my way, <laughs> yeah, I've seen I, here. I have a serious problem with that. Ask so, Tori. That's why she can't help me in her But what if somebody steps projects. up and says... What if Tori comes up to you and says, Hey, what about this idea? Do you right away to like nine? I don't know. I don't do that. Okay. I listen. Okay. But if I think my way is better... Do you consider it? But if I think my way is better, then I'm going to do it my way. But, but through that my way discussion... Do you explain why? And that's important. I try to, but like to my wife, but she cuts me off. <laughs> See, because because for me, one of the things that was frustrating for me, I didn't have to necessarily deal with standard procedures and, and having people follow a certain way. Mine would be problem solving and people would disagree with my problem solving, but I had data. I had things to support it. It wasn't just my opinion. And that's where you're going to struggle a lot because it's your opinion. If you can show that this method is going to cut 12 minutes off, if, you're go- if you can show actual statistics, and I know that sounds silly, but if you don't, then it is just your opinion. 
And, and it would be worth it if you could go and say, we're doing it this way, but if we did it this way, it would eliminate this, this, and this. And that's a fact. That's not an opinion. And so that's going to get you further along than two people with two opinions. And I had to walk away, I kid you not, where I had data, it supported, it, it was an obvious correlation. And I had someone look right at me and go, I just don't see it. But I at least knew that I went there with data. And, and so that's not saying it's gonna work every time, yeah. but that does eliminate the, you know, and, and you, you love to look into things. You love to, I would do that. As silly as it is, you like to pay attention and watch something. I would watch a method and I'd time it and then do it. If you do, if you have the same task and it's 10 minutes quicker, they don't care about time though. What do they base your success on? <laughs> Nothing. Your job sucks. Bro. Just, <laughs> why, are you, why are you still there? Basically just show up. You're you're literally, I'm literally, I'm literally telling you right now, they, like nobody obviously cares enough in your company. And it's, it's just so big to me. This is where well, this I, isn't this the whole this company. Is, this yeah, is just jobs. People in your, your job site, there's, Correct. there's days just like any job. There's days where you like your job and there's sure. days you don't like your job. Sure. There's good days. There's bad days. For me, the biggest thing that I'm going to maybe regret is the time, the time I'm putting with a company. I will never get back. I don't care about the money. The only thing I care about is the time because once you put that time in, you don't ever get that back. You don't know how much time you have left in your life. Right. So I can care less about the money, all the frustration and stuff. I've been trying to work on that because it doesn't matter. We can sit here and have this conversation. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything unless I go in and try to change it. And it's not going to change even if I do go in and say something because I'm just a number to them. And if you know that, then what's... In your mind, your next step. It's the fear. But what's the fear? But what what are you comfortable with? You're comfortable with that stress. I'm fear with the routine. I don't have to worry about. It's not stress. I'm comfortable with what I have, what I'm going through the daily day. I know what's gonna, what's ahead of me. I know how to accomplish the jobs that are gonna be put. How many times do you clench your jaw knowing that you're doing something or having to watch people do? Okay, then see, then that's not. Finish that before I answer that. Well, no. How many days? There were times where I would go to work and I would say shut up Michelle just sit there and just shut up but I'd sit there and my jaw would be clenched the whole time that is just as stressful yes you think you're leaving it but if throughout that day 10 times you're watching something and going oh my god I've been like that and I catch myself (laughs) yes but I'm getting more aware but what are you doing how are you getting how are you handling those thoughts though as in a negative like, way like that not, ain't my problem i'm just going home because that's not a positive way i don't i nece- i don't necessarily react i just let it go you know what i mean like is that fair to say yeah i don't really respond to it okay. so if i see you it dead in yourself I acknowledge my thought <laughs> and i acknowledge my thought i just kind of like let it go because okay I, there's no reason to so you for for it where where mine became where i had to go is it was hurting me stress, stress-wise at home. Um, I wasn't successful. I wasn't achieving anything. There wasn't anything to give me joy out of that. Now, crazy as it sounds, if I clean the bathroom, it's clean. Yay, it looks great. If you get done a job and you're standing back and going, wow, look what I did. That's achievement. That's a sense of satisfaction. You need that. 
I mean, I'm jealous of Lee. He draws people's dreams and he's done them and he can sit and say, ah, look what I did. I had none of that. There wasn't anything. And if you don't have anything that brings you satisfaction and or joy out of that, as small as it is, that's, as you said, a lot of time and life is short. Yeah. And, I think about it every day. I don't know about you, Dylan, but when you wake up, what do you think? I could be doing other things. Do you feel you're creating something though? I mean, look at what you do and you step back and I know. What I do, what I do, like, I don't know how to describe it, but what I do is it helps me out big time in life. Like, it's not just for work. What I do at work, I can do at my own place. I can do it anywhere. True. And I'm learning every single trade. True. I can do a little bit on every single trade. So it's like. And that's a benefit. That's the benefit of, of trade. That's another work. thing I like about my job now is because like I can do, I don't know what I'm going to do at work. It's not repetitive. It's not repetitive. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand repetitive work. That's why I left the company I worked for before then. Well, two companies before, because I knew literally I'll get, I knew my day in and out exactly what was going to happen every single day. I would get in there, do this, 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 and this. It happened every single day, and I was miserable because I was like, I got to wake up and do the same thing over again every See, single like day for, for, for three years. I can't stand it. Yeah, but you made a change then, and it was for Well, the yeah, I was miserable. And I and I think of how scared you were. I was just to a point where I was so miserable, I wasn't even scared. I was just like, that's I, where I need I was. to get out. I just need to get out of this. That's where I was. I'll figure something out. Yep. Yep, that's was, where I was. It was horrible. And... And that's not saying necessarily that you can't go to a job and shut it off and do what you need to do yeah. just so that you can enjoy what's outside of work. And if you can do that, then work isn't an issue. You know, it's when you can't. It's when you're you're affecting your mental health while you're at work. And, and both of you are obviously way too young to ever feel um, that you've already put too much time in a company or that there's not other things out there. The big thing about time a lot though. You hear about it. All these all these people I think talk about, about it. A lot. That's one thing you can never get back. Correct. And I think about and it think, a lot. And you put yourself thirty years from now, what are you gonna think? Man, I stayed there way too long. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it if you're not learning in those twenty years, then that's not good. If you're learning different things, electronics uh, drywall, those types of things, and you're learning that can benefit you later. I mean, I'm still learning today. Right. Then that's not a loss. If you're doing concrete and that's all you're doing. And you mastered it. And I and, didn't master it. That's the thing. I don't. And, but, but you we don't have the leaders to say, even hey, say you this, mastered is, it. this right. is the right way of doing this. I just make it look like I know what you're I'm just doing. Confidence. You just learned 50 different ways to do it. I mean, but, but at the same time, if, if, if that's okay with you and you know that, but you're not, you're not striving to learn 12 million other things that you know this job isn't going to give you, but it's a job, it's a paycheck, and then you can do what you want, which is more fulfilling, doing the podcast, painting, doing those things. See, I don't know what that thing is yet. I don't either. As you can see, I've been trying a whole bunch of different things. <laughs> Artwork, this, reading books. You will never... No, and I don't think even an age can put you at where you're ever going to know what makes you, where, what, what fulfills you. 
Um, you might get lucky and find that that one or two things. Most people don't. Because you don't, you can't find it if, unless, learned, you I, if you I don't somebody, try. If you don't try, yeah. you're never gonna find. I heard somebody say it, you'll never figure out. You've asked this question before, like I forget what question it was, but they said that you will never ever figure out who you are because you're always constantly changing. Things around you are always constantly changing. You're always adapting yes. to what's going on in life. You will never ever figure out 100% who you are. And mom keeps saying that this is her passion, but this may be your passion for right now, now. Mm-hmm. Right. but Correct. you might change that. Because something else might pop up in so her life that she likes Don't better. limit yourself and say, this is what my life is no, and that's I don't. it. I still go out. I'm still going out and trying to I'm figure just saying, out different things. It may things. be your passion right now. But yeah. okay, back to the work thing. Um, where I notice it the most is the pandemic, like the whole COVID thing like mm-hmm. that, that, that changed everything for me like that. I looked at things differently. Like I started finding myself. So like going to work, everybody, I'm, okay, I'll talk to my, my, from my experience, not for everybody else, but when I go to work, I'm in a routine then you're you're driving you're working and you come back home and then you're like wow like that month went by quick where did it go but then when the quarantine hit it was like okay i can do whatever i want now so i started doing videos on youtube i started doing this doing that i i never thought i'd be doing this to tell you the truth but this is all like my mind actually had space to think to to go different different routes and stuff like that instead of like focused on work for 8 hours a day and then coming home and going to the gym but well, yeah. you guys are unique in yourselves as far as you don't sit in front of a TV. Oh, I barely, barely watch <laughs> And that TV. is rare, you know, and, and, and so that is great as well. But that, that's where I find it ironic that you're saying the pandemic actually made you stop. Because what would you stop and think? What would you do on a night when it wasn't the pandemic outside of the gym? Or was it three hours at a gym or like after work? Yeah. You're saying it co- it caused you to What was your normal evening yeah. outside of the work? Before the gym? before COVID. What did you do? Just the gym. So you went to the gym for the 4 or 5 hours before you went to bed after work. What would you do? Or, Go to the gym, cook, I have other things to do around here, clean. So you literally did work and gym and sleep and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we were all were in routines where we did what we wanted. This what is we, pre-COVID. Yeah, correct. Pre-COVID. We Before did, COVID. We yes. did what we did. It was when we were furloughed or laid off that we had the time to say, gotcha. wow, what can I do with my life? There's so much more to do. You don't have that routine anymore. You got to figure out a new routine and what is part of that new routine. I got gotcha. you. And that's when we started yeah, talking well, about podcasts. That's when Austin started listening to Because you were home. You because were able home. to go to work. Right. That's where I was going with that. I was thinking you were yeah. still going to work, but things... Ch- no, yeah. you were here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thinking, I, was, I was laid off. I got gotcha. you. So okay. we, we gotcha. had time to think, what am I going to do today? Because yep. I don't have a job to go to. I can't lay in bed all day, so I better go find something. Right. And so that's where some of us went and tried to figure out what can I do. Right. I went to the gym. I started jogging. Austin started listening to podcasts. Austin started listening. He did that in the fa- in the past. Yeah. But I remember him coming to me one day when we weren't working because we were both furloughed, and he said, "I got so much time. There's so much I could be doing." But before COVID, all we talked about was we got to go to work. We're going to go to the gym because we didn't have the time. And then all of a sudden you have the time and you're thinking, this is great. Like I can do other things. You would think if you have all that time off, everybody says when you quit or you don't, or you retire, you get bored after a while. 
but you don't if your mind keeps going and you're trying to find your passion or what's going to make you tick and your mind is constantly going. There's so much opportunity out there in this world that we don't even realize because we're stuck in routines. I agree. I, I agree. I, I think the, the other side of that, now that you had that moment to be able to sit back and see what um, you got into with the podcast and things such as that. And coming out of your shell, quite honestly, which you should be. I very, literally did. You did. You should well, be I very proud am. of that. I, I mean, still am. and that is not an easy Check feat out for, on TikTok. for seriously for <laughs> anybody to do that. Um, some people would say it's cockiness. It's not. You're putting yourself out there, and 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 that's 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 a huge risk. I, yeah, I never thought I'd be doing. The you know, so. So, I mean, there then for me would be, since you had the opportunity to know and, and get into some of those things that you um, didn't think or know that you would get into, the next question would be, is work enough to get you by that you can, you now know these things that you want to do, that until that can take you to the next level, work is enough to get your bills paid till that takes off. Is that something you're considering? It's very rare that you're going to find a motivational speaker, YouTube painter that can say, this is going to be my job and it's going to make me money. Isn't everything, but it's going to fill the needs that I have bills that need paid. Um, are you looking to find something that is your passion? That's going to make, make the bills. Or are you willing to find a job that's enough to say, hey, this is what I got to do so I can do those things? I, I worry that even though you think that your stress is, um, that you're handling it, that there's no way anybody in this room knows, even if they think that they're going in there saying, I don't care, I'm just here to get, that that's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's eating you up regardless. Um, and if I think there, there's your, there's your, your cross in the road there. If you don't feel you can step up to make a change in your department, then you have to see. I don't think I'm willing to do, I'm not willing to put the time and effort into that. Yeah. I think I'm, I want to do things on my terms. I want to do things. It's the fact that you got to wake up in the morning and do something because you're supporting their, you're not doing it on you're like you're not doing it for yourself almost it's like i gotta i'm go, supporting gotta their dream is what i'm doing you're and you would like to you would like to why am i supporting work on their your, dream right well in theory not not right now but maybe they supported your dream long enough you know that you yeah. could have a computer and and a nice place oh, yeah and, they definitely did you know and, and i gotta give where i was that credit it it put a roof over my head and, and let me get the that's, kids through. Um, but so, so that's how you, you can almost look at it as that's what they've done for you. Now, is there any more that they can continue to do for you or do you need to take? I, I definitely know what I have to do. It's, it's like I said, it's the, it's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of taking that step. Cause I know I can find another shitty job out there right. just like this one. Right. Even if it is for less, I don't care. It's just the fact that I know what I'm getting into every single day, every week, 
because I've been there, I've done it, and I'm comfortable with where I'm at. Would you do the same thing? Would you stay in construction or would you try and... Come work for me. <laughs> well, and you know, we jokingly know. about a, that. Because I talk to guys, I've, I've been, I don't know if you did this, but I've told guys at work ever since my four years, and it's been eight years, I was like, I'm quitting as soon as I'm done this program. Nobody probably believed I that, that I was after leaving. every project, it's a joke where I'm working. I'm but like, I'm you not won't joking. see me at the next yep. project. I'm not joking. Yep. Like, I'm literally saying, like, I'm not going to be, I literally have a guy with a bet right now, I'm going to leave before he, he retires. He's like, yep. no, you're not. He's like, you're a company man. I said, no, I want out. That's how, like, I know what I need to do. It's just but, the fact of doing it. It got to a point where I was almost embarrassed to even say it anymore because everyone was like, yeah, right. Because seriously, it, it's probably been 15 years. <laughs> 15 years. Lee's nodding. Um, this is just an April Fool's day. She didn't quit her job. <laughs> yeah. She's still working there. Yeah. And I saw a thing about that. They said you can't have an April Fool's this week since all the, all the bullshit that we've been through the yeah. last couple of years. <laughs> so there's nothing worse than that. I mean, it is. It's it's um, It almost became a... a how do I want to say it? I was embarrassed. I didn't even tell anyone. No one in it work knew outside of references because they were like, yeah, right. There she goes again. Um, but what came to my mind and is something that you, you should think about. I was the only person that could do something about it. Yeah. It comes down to you. Lee could listen. I could bitch to whoever I wanted at work and they could tell me whatever they wanted to tell me, but it came down to me saying, okay, I've mm -hmm. had enough. And I don't know if I would have even done anything outside of that creative job description. I kid you not. The job just felt like it, it spoke to me and had that not happened, I might still be working there. Um, I'm to the point where I'm learning more about myself than I am my trade now, Yep. which I don't mind. No, I'm learning about different situations. I told mom the other day, I called her up, said, Hey, I've been watching this guy work and I, and I'm, seeing myself through this person and I'm feeling the way that these other guys are feeling about me when they're put in that situation. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I need to understand where I'm coming from and all this stuff. I'm learning so much about myself, Yep. which I don't mind at all. No. And, and you're going to continue and nothing feels better than being able to take someone out of an awkward situation that you yourself experienced. Mm -hmm. And so that's why don't necessarily rule out, even if it's not an official going to the company and saying, I think we should do something or I'd like to train, take it, the people that are willing to listen, the people who are watching like you were, just get a sense for them. Oh, I do. And, and, and then help them. Yep. Because there's nothing better than making someone feel um, important enough mm -hmm. for someone to take the time. Because for someone who's struggling, nothing means more than someone reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I noticed this, or you might want to do this. Um, there's never uh, one, one thing in, in my position that was very hard for me is everybody's problem is important to them. And it might be something stupid, like my marker never works when I get it, to I never have um, the, the proper uh, inspection stuff when I get here. And someone might go, really, just go get another marker. To that person, every day, that's a problem. So I never minimized everybody's problem was was priority because it was to them and so that's why i think even the littlest things that you can do or acknowledge will mean the world to somebody mm -hmm. and and if you have that opportunity to ever impress upon someone that they're important that has got to be that that's that's the feeling that's worth it um 
outside of salary, yeah. outside of anything else. If you still feel that you can make a difference with somebody, then, then that's sometimes worth the pain itself. And that's outside of work. Like, that's in real life, too. Yep. I mean, say something to somebody. You don't know what the person next to you is going through. I just read anybody that's on our page list sees all the quotes that I put on there. Like, they don't all pertain to me. Um, I just sometimes think they're good. They're good quotes. And the one that I was reading is every time you discount your situation and say you have it worse than me, someone tells you a story or you're telling your story and you say, but people have it worse than me. You're now discounting your situation. So now you're saying your situation isn't important to you. It is important. It's a situation that you experience. So don't ever discount. Oh, you know what? They lost their child. So that has to be worse than what I'm going through. I'm going through a separation or I lost my job to COVID, but they lost a child. That's worse. It's not worse. It's, it's their situation. Your situation is just as traumatic to you. It affected you. So I always say, don't discount. Right. I always joke with everybody. I try to say hi to 10 people every day, even if I don't know them. I try to give compliments to at least five people. It means the world that somebody could be having a terrible day and you just walk up to him and say, God, that shirt's beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes that person feel good. You think that it's a simple statement and they think it's stupid, but it makes people feel good. Yep. And at the job, if like Michelle said, if you see somebody that's struggling and you were in their position, it's okay to even say to them, you know what? You did a great job today. Just walking out, they may say, yeah, in construction, yeah, F you, you're being an asshole, but you're not. And they're going to get in their car and they're going to think, man, I might have did a good job today. And and it helps. It helps anywhere that you go. He's laughing. And Austin's you, laughing. I know the construction uh, world, but seriously. You do not know as, the construction world. I mean, world. from, from your, your stories, and I know you think, oh, my God, they think that's ridiculous. They would think that is. But you don't know. They may be getting, they may have a terrible day, and they might get in the car and say, Austin, that asshole who don't talk to anybody all day long just told me I was doing a good job. I bring the positive vibes. Yeah, that's work. what I mean. That's what I'm saying. That asshole Austin who thinks he knows everything said I did a good job today. I must have did something right. And they go home and tell somebody that. You should start carrying around a book of stickers. <laughs> Gold here's stars. One, here's one for your hard hat. Good job today. <laughs> it's all to me about what you can control. Yeah. That's that's and what you want to control, and and that's what what it really came down to to me. Like I said, was nobody was going to do anything for me, mm-hmm. nobody could get me out of this. I can't say that what's coming isn't going to be better or worse, but it's different. Lee, I hope it's better for you. <laughs> We're gonna have a follow up to this one in about three weeks. <laughs> it's not always green you, on the other side. Do you but... fear that your new job you're going to feel the same way? I fear that. <laughs> I, I'm not um, silly to think that there aren't going to be different personalities, perhaps, that I'm going to sit and go, oh, great, there's that, there's this. But in all seriousness, there's 28 people in this whole company. And um, so the limit of personalities, I think, are going to be there. I'm going in because they want help. And how much better of a feeling is that, that you can help? Do you think they're sucking you into it? <laughs> no, Where no. There you go. That's a little negative for somebody yeah, who likes to be say. positive. Holy heck. It's what, marketing. What, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
We need help. <laughs> they, they, You're looking at the negativeness they situation. Don't, how do I want to say this? They don't need help. They need improvement. There's a difference. Help is like desperate to that next step is, is an improvement. Mm-hmm. So they're better off in some, such, uh, in some of the things that they do than we were for 80 years. So um, I always said, you know, if I can go in and help, who's going to really not want that? Now, there are people that have <laughs> been there 40-some years. Absolutely. They don't want help. They want to do it their way. And so I got to think there's personalities everywhere. I know that. I'm not, I'm not that naive. I did one thing, one positive thing my whole life and different things that have happened. The one thing that kept coming up as a problem for me was that I don't say no. And, and that was one of those things that I thought, hmm, I, I, I never think of that, that I can, uh, or, or not necessarily um, no, but not right now. And, and so that's a difference. And so when this job was offered to me, it was offered over the phone. They read the, the letter over the phone and she says, what do you think? She oh, said, I, no. I, I was like, I, I, it was great. It was, it was great. But I said, I'm going to practice something that I said I got to start doing. And I said, I would like to think, think about it and get back to you. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really hard. And I think that's, there are some of the things too, that when you start off in a new situation, you can start over with a blank slate and start doing those things that you know you should do or at least try doing them before you get sucked back down the same tunnel i know lee said i said i just want to work on my own myself and i said but i know me if i worked at mcdonald's or worked anywhere in five minutes i'll go why do you do it that way and then the next one why don't we try it this way because that's just how i am that's just the way my mind works i cannot just exist i always want to make things better or help and 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 she does that in a personal life too <laughs> does she do that on your home improvements lee oh that's a whole different story <laughs> yeah, but, but i also have at times through my thoughts made you see things differently I, and I, have problems yes i will always listen to your thoughts because a lot of times we'll gather something from them <laughs> that is a, that is a true statement there are some times where i'm like i don't want to admit it but She's right. You yeah. just need a different perspective. Yeah. So most of the time you do. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you need to remember that we are just girls. Yeah. <laughs> and I've reminded him several times that, you know, I don't play the woman card, but we are just girls. And one comment he made carrying, I don't know what they were, two by what's up the steps. And two by twelves. And I couldn't get the corner. <laughs> and I was frustrated first off because I didn't feel that I should be carrying all of them. And so I was like, <laughs> and he goes, you're the problem solver. That's right. I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> solve the problem. There you go. Insert the injury I there. Said, let me solve it right now. I'm putting them down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't tell you. Lee, Lee was very, very quiet. And, and if we ever go into another discussion, Lee changed his job. Uh, he, he went from H and H and H. <laughs> To where he was a general laborer, and I don't know why. What did you have enough of? I was in the exact same situation that Austin was in, as in I couldn't stand management. 
I thought they had their heads up their asses. Mm. We all did. We all felt the same way that these guys did not know what they were telling us to do. And you can only take so much of that and you can only take it for so long. And you do feel like you're wasting your life listening to a bunch but still of paying bills. nonsense yeah still, well, you still, had to yep, yeah you still had to yep. you know put food on the table yep so I, I i took the ultimate leap and went back to school you know and that's that changed my life in the most significant way that i ever could have imagined yeah so you know that's you do you have to you have to at one point you have to finally say enough's enough mm-hmm. you know you're either going to make a difference or you're going to live with not making a difference and just Existing. Eat it, yeah. Or you're going to just change everything that you're doing. Then you went to Draftsman because that was what you wanted? That's I, what you thought your passion would be? It, yeah, right. It, it, it had always been a passion. But I also needed a break from the physicality of my job. So do I. It was taking its toll. It was, I mean, <laughs> it I does. still have. It really does. I have lifetime, long-term you know, effects. From Dad it. always told us when we were young, don't do construction. You know what? I'm starting to. <laughs> Yeah, well, I right. wish I would have listened to him back in the day. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was just like, no, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. I got this. So at the same time, yours might not be draftsman. Yours might not even be something that... I don't want the words job coming out of my mouth ever again. That's yeah. what I want. Think about that. I don't want to say I have a job. I don't even want to have to work for somebody. I want to work for myself. I want to do it. I know. The whole thing know. is, I mean, I just, do know it's the you're stat, sitting it's here. The fear. It's, what, it's, it's the fear of doing you, it. It's you the sit fear there of saying that you're tired of living somebody else's dream, but you're making that choice to live that. I know I am. Dream. I'm taking full accountability. And for I it. did that. That so was my next step. Well, if, let Lee share this because this is important. After after the regular job ended and I was in school, I started my own business. I learned very quickly that I didn't like that. I didn't like that kind of pressure. That that um, the unknown, you know, what's the next job? Where's it coming from? Am I going to have a paycheck? Couldn't stand it. I realized very quickly that I liked working for somebody else because they gave me security. Mm-hmm. I just needed to find that right fit where I could, you know, be Joe a, Bruce. be a chief instead of an Indian, mm-hmm. you know, and I was lucky. I, I worked my way into that role pretty quickly with where I went. And now so that's, it's, that's it's, the other it's, side of it. It's not even a job now, you know, it, it's, yeah, I go to work, but, I'm there more than I am at home, actually. But it just feels like it, it's a fit. It fits right, you know. And, and, and if you think time goes fast now in a job that you don't really care for, mm-hmm. when you get the job you love, time will go 10 times as fast. Do you ever notice when you're at work and you have, like, a day where you're doing something you love to do? Yeah. And you, it's just, it's over just exactly. like that. Exactly. But the days you're dreading what you're doing, you're constantly looking at your watch. Or your, and it's your still phone, going you're fast. Like, you're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. I'm looking at, is your job um, is is what you're doing at the moment. And so this is just my next adventure. It may not be my last. And so that's how you have to look at it as well, too. Whatever you do next might not be the last, and it might not be what you thought it was, but you're at least controlling that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking what that next is. And what's important, I think, what why, you know, Lee saying that he thought, he was living the dream. He was his own boss, and it turned out to be, you know, WTF. That's important too. That's important What's too. What's that? What's that? <laughs> well, Austin, do you What's WTF? That? Mean? We want to know what ROFO stands for. But, but seriously, I mean, everybody would love to do their passion and get paid for that. 
that's a lot. That that's a lot. You have Bezos and people like that that get to. Well, he's not gonna. He's gonna be around a tree here shortly. <laughs> we're gonna hear. That's not very happy. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna hear, we're gonna hear. But but you know what I mean. If it if it was super easy, then everybody would do it. It's mm. all about your drive and your willingness and um, finding that niche. Yeah, that's nuts. He already made it around a block. <laughs> <laughs> that's his second lap. Um, but but you have to have that that leap, yeah. and you know yeah. you have support. It's hard. It really is. You have the support though that people aren't going to be there to say, "Told you so." They're going to say, "What's next?" Dude, I don't know what. You, I know I'm not in your shoes, but it, if I were you in your shoes, I'd be done what I'm doing. Like I I wouldn't be working where you're working. You. Like, you still live here. You have nobody to take account of. You don't have any really, like, bills. Right now is the golden time to try to figure out what you want to do. I've been trying. That's what he's doing now. I'm trying all kinds of things. He's researching. He's spending time waiting for that decision. And But nothing's going to be that, that golden slipper. There might always be something you have to do to do the things that you enjoy. So keep just keep that in mind. It doesn't have to be that job. No, you need a catalyst at some point, something that's going to trigger the next awakening. And being stuck in the same job day after day is not going to do that for you. You know, even if you find a different job in the same field, you never know what that's going to open. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- you really probably need to take a good look at, you know, what that next step's going to be. And, and basically, that's why I asked you to come today, because it comes down to you. You control your future. Yep. You control your destiny. And it's never too late. It's never too late. 20 years of employment, and I'm, and she's going to make a change. And that's, you know, that's key. We all talk about we're going to make changes in our personal, in our, in our work world. We all say life is short. So, so take that chance, go out and figure out what you, what you want to do or what you think you're going to do. And if that's not right to Michelle's point, try something different. Just keep trying because happiness in the end is what you want. And it's not necessarily what you think it is at the moment. I mean, happiness is my kids being happy. Happiness is me being able to do and, and get things that, that, that make them smile. But if they know I'm not happy and I can't get them this extra whatever for christmas i would like to think that they know mom's happiness is is more important than that so money isn't always you know the Mm -hmm. what what happiness is sure we just traded 30 grand for my happiness And that 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 little, that little bit of a that little bit of a reminder is and 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 that is honestly it it is it is something but it came down to what was more important and you will figure it out yeah I exactly mean, you 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 want to be rich and miserable and not have anything I mean you you may have all the material things but you're not happy or do you take and, and take the pay cut or downsize you start giving things back that you don't necessarily need for your happiness. Material things don't make you happy. It's what you feel. It's a feeling. Happiness is a feeling. That's what I've been learning. I sold my truck. I, I love that thing, but I was, I'm learning slowly that you don't need that stuff. Like now I drive, it was a 30 some thousand dollar truck. Now I drive a $4,000 vehicle. I paid off loans 
that I had. It's like you don't you need you don't work. need materialistic things. I've backed my hours down. I don't need to be working forty seven and a half hours a week. I have a kid now. Like I want to spend time with him, and it's it's the, a shift at the end of the, at the end of your life. The only things that really matter are the people that are around you. At, like that's technically the only thing that matters. Like yep. not what you drove and like Denzel Washington. I was just listening to his speech. He always says you'll never find a U-Haul behind a hearse. <laughs> he he says that, and I always remember that. I'm like, it's so true. You're not gonna have. A, a U-Haul carrying all your money behind you while you're in a casket in a hearse. It's it's not going to happen. So it doesn't matter how much money you have or what how big your house is. I could I tell Tori all the time like I could live in a tiny house. I don't care. Like I w- I'd love to be a stay-home dad because I get to spend time with family. I don't want to be at work all the time. So I mean you're to, you're, a, you're a more I'm, fulfilled person when that is your mindset. Than when you are exactly. just trying to find or buy something yeah. to get that feeling because you won't. I find myself wanting to buy things and now I'm just like, I talk myself out of it. I'm like, I don't need that. Like, do I really need that? I don't. The other side of it too, though, is that when you do work hard, you do, you should be able to reward yourself. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean silliness, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. but, but, you know, Cody wants a bathtub in his, <laughs> in his master bedroom. And he's like, why do you need a bathtub? And he's like, because I want a bathtub. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if that's what you want and that's what you're yeah. working for and everybody else's needs are taken care of, then you do sometimes yeah, have to exactly, do something yeah. for yourself as well, yep. too. I mean, because you're right. that Those types of things aren't what makes you feel good inside. But if you're also working hard for something, then you mm-hmm. sometimes that reward is, is a benefit, too. It makes it worth it. Yep. Austin's quiet. So you ready to just send your letter of resignation <laughs> in now? You can do Jeez. it right now if you I want could. to. I could. Shell gave him one day. <laughs> one day is all you need. How did you feel when you left that company? Like walking out that last day? How did you feel? You know, I thought, oh my God, you don't know how many days I drove there going, do you know how good it's going to feel to just say, see ya? how the weight of knowing that certain things I am never going to have to know and or care about. But it was mixed emotions. It truly was mixed emotions. The The first real feeling was walking out knowing I didn't have a key to get back in. I didn't have my card, my card to get back in. I legally shouldn't be in that building anymore. That was weird for 20 some years. The second one was I'll never be in Hanover. Don't have a reason to go to Hanover ever again. I drove there for 20-some years, and there's nothing in Hanover anymore. So I was kind of like, wow. But then it, 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 it went to um, nervousness, being scared. Never really felt proud of myself, really. Um, angry that I feel like I allowed them to force me out. I mean, I, it was my choice, but I feel like... I had a job and I was really contributing and I really could have done so much more, but they didn't care. That's what it felt like. And, and, and with my HR discussion today, they would never have thought that, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, but the bigger thing were the people that I know that have been there that feel like they're stuck. I just, I did. I really went to all of them and like, there's more out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the same shit, but it's different shit. You are not stuck here. Yeah. 
And that was the biggest thing that I, I was hoping that I could take more people with me. And so that's, that's really the one trying thing. trying to make the company go out of business or what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but even with this discussion, if that's the one thing that I can say is, you know, you're not stuck. You are not stuck. Every day is a new day to make a change and a difference in your life. And you just have to say today's the day you do it with a smart, you have a plan as best you can make sure that the people around you are taken care of and, and that, you know, you can afford that next step, but don't ever think that you're limited or stuck in a position. There is always, um, something out there that, that can make you feel more fulfilled and, and, and happy. Way to wrap that up. Any other questions? Not right now. <laughs> We're going to talk to her in three continued. weeks. I don't know about, continued. was this supposed to be about happiness or? It was, but we went into, job. it's about jobs, but it also is your happiness. What makes you happy? And, and to Michelle's last point. What makes you, you happy? You can leave. Well, I'll you ask the question. You can do things. What makes you happy? Me? Yeah. We already know this podcast. We hear it every single podcast. <laughs> what makes you happy? Cake. <laughs> and we know that too. What makes you happy? What's what's happiness to you? Laughing and smiling and being around my kids and my family and my grandson. My grandson is my happy place right now. What what makes what's what's your what do you feel when you feel happy? Joy. Fulfillment. Oh yeah, I feel happy. I feel joyful. What 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 are those things besides grandson and That's everybody. Everybody says those things. Helping my others. Kids, my family. I like to help other people. That makes me happy. When I see somebody smile, that makes me happy. Just when they smile. Yeah, don't touch me. But <laughs> I like I, to see you smile. Doing what makes you happy? I would say I I've been thinking about that question. I would say helping other people out. I even just said that to Tori the other day. I was like, I, I, I love helping people. What about you guys? Lee? What makes you happy? What's your happiness? <laughs> it's a tough you, it's, question. It, it really is. Because like going, it could be the most simple thing. Yeah. It could be just watching your favorite <laughs> program or, you know, your grandkid or, boy, I tell you, it's not really an easy thing to sum you up you can't really narrow it no. down mm -mm. it's a I combination think, of things i think being not being unhappy probably makes me the happiest of all yeah you know because that's that's a big thing in people's lives you know if you're unhappy it's just not a life do you have to be happy or sad at any given moment or is there any in between like just content yeah yeah i think there's a there's an in between for sure yeah, you might not be at the pinnacle of where you want to be, but you're okay with where you're at. If you sat in a, a, a room by yourself, would you either be smiling or crying the whole time? I do it every day. <laughs> but are you smiling or crying the whole time? There's got to be an in-between. You're just sitting there. And, oh, I see what you're saying. There is an in-between. Yeah, just there. I think, I think just one existence. of those emotions is usually associated with everything you do in your life. Yeah. Whether you're washing your hands or you're getting ready for bed, whatever. But there is going to be those few moments where it's just like there's no high or low with it. Mm -hmm. 
Never yeah. thought about that. What about you? You're asking everybody else what makes you happy. Well, first, Wayne Michelle, well, we what makes you happy? Not necessarily your happiness. Like your happiness. That's true. Um, I think I think listening to what everyone else was saying, um, the helping, actually helping, but I think it's giving people their own tools to succeed. So it's not even just to make them happy, but how to make they can make themselves happy. And and that's, you know, to see that look in their eye, as, as minuscule as it is, that, that thing that you gave them, whether it's a compliment, whether it's just a... Uh, um, Knowledge. Yeah, of, of how to manage your life a little bit or... Even experience. You've given them experience. Right. And, and, if it, and, it, and their success in that is, is so neat. To see my kids succeed in spite of a lot of what they've gone through in their lives... Um, is, is just joyful. I mean, there's nothing better than to see, I mean, you as a father, you being creative and, and you stepping out and doing what, that's awesome. You know, it, it, it's that, that it, it fills you up. It's indescribable to, to be able to say I'm at a good place and, and that there's nothing in my, my mind or, or anything that I would want to say or do differently that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling, but it, it can be up and down. I mean, you can cry from happiness, you know, you know, you, it, it's not just a laughter. Yeah. It, it's an, it's an overwhelming thing. And, and I think one of the good things to do is to, to get joy from other people's joy, to not just look for, um, what makes you happy. Gifts make you happy. You know, and that's that's good. Just pissed me off, actually. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. But but it's 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 the what people feel when they give you the gifts, and that's the gift that you can give them. You don't feel happy when you give him a gift. But but you see what I mean there. Because see, Denzel Washington says that too. He said the most selfish thing you can do is help someone else because you get that personal satisfaction. But they can't get they, it themselves. They, yeah, exactly. Yep. It's the most selfish thing you can do is help somebody else. Help them to help themselves. Yep. Because you're personally getting that that satisfaction that they don't even know about. But I still would rather have people do that than to just want people to give to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would still rather have someone be selfish by that exhilarating feeling that you get by making someone yeah. else happy than just not even knowing what that is. Yep. So, on, on our last note... <laughs> What makes Austin happy? I mean, you guys pretty much hit them all, to tell you the truth. I make you happy? <laughs> He's thinking about that one. <laughs> you plus cake I never makes really, him happy. I've never really thought about like what makes me happy. Then why are you asking us? Think about it. I, I literally, when, when you guys brought up the subject of this podcast, I literally sat there last night and I started watching YouTube videos about like what is happiness. And I literally sat there and thought to myself, what makes me happy? And it's hard to think about. Like Lee said, you can't pinpoint. There's not one thing, to me, there's not one thing that pops out right away and says, what makes me happy? Like, living in the present. That's absolutely true. And helping other people. Not worrying about the future. Not worrying about the past. Living for now. And a lot of people can't do that. And I struggle with it a lot. 
because you're always thinking about either the future or the past and you're not living in the present. Right? And you can control it. I don't it. know yes. if you can 100% do that. You can. No, you can't. I uh, can. Okay. You always have to think of the future to it. That's why I'm degree. saying. If you, if you, if you live this, right, this, this, you think about it right me. now. I'll think. ask you a question right now. <laughs> think if about you're your, living for right now, okay. and that's it only, okay. that's okay. all you thought about, wouldn't you go out and buy whatever you wanted? That's not it. Think about where your hands are right now, your feet, what your face looks like. I'm looking at my what, face. What you're wearing. <laughs> What you're wearing, what your jeans look like, that's living in the moment. I don't even care about what I'm wearing. I'm saying, think about those things. Who's in the room with you? So you're what saying, are you sitting you're in saying, right now? Okay, living in the moment. That's living in the moment. Don't let the past I was or the looking future at alter a that. more bigger picture when you said that. It's simple. Live in the live in the present. I think I think it's important to enjoy the times that you don't know necessarily. Um, people look for birthday parties. People look for pivotal things that are supposed to be, you know, important. And and I'll I won't, you know, because I well up easily. But it's this. It's the interaction. It's the talking. It's the the hearing people's thoughts and mm-hmm. taking the time to hear people's thoughts that you never ever would have thought that you would do. Um, and again, it, it, that's it, it's it's an amazing feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I, I do agree with you living in in the moment, because sometimes we rush things through so quickly because we have something to do the next day or God, it is nine o'clock and I should have gone to bed. That you miss out on the opportunity of just being in the moment and and taking everybody everybody in because we we all know that it's it's borrowed time. That goes back to the whole job thing. Like, look, you're not looking forward to Sunday. Well, Sunday, you're not looking forward to Monday. You're literally thinking about work and you're not even there when you can be sitting there thinking about what's in front of you. And I've done that. I've done that multiple times. He knows that. (laughs) Four o'clock on Sundays, I'm already, or was at least, going into a depression of, great, my weekend's over. That'll probably start again. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a four-day week, so I I don't have to... uh, so she'll be happier Wednesday night now instead of Thursday night. Yeah, but Sundays are going to be shut down. Maybe not. It's a, it's a, everything has change in it. And so <laughs> that's just one of them. Yep. But thank you for, for having us. And, and yeah, we didn't really talk too much about happiness. So we'll have to have another podcast on all about happiness. Um, but we'll follow we've... up and see where she's at in a couple of weeks. And we hope it's happiness. Um, but for everybody out there listening, do what makes you happy. There is life after 20 years of an employment. Uh, you'll figure it out. So if you're in that situation where you're just dreading everything, get on Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for coming. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having us. Thanks for having us over. Thanks, Dylan, for showing up. No probs. <laughs> thanks, Chase, for screaming the whole first 15 minutes of the podcast. We love him. I kicked him out. He's a sweetie. We love him. All right, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. See ya. See ya.